Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. To the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast, I'm Levi at Levi D. Zindel on Twitter. And I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. And I know I said wrestling podcast, but today's a little different. It's not going to be a full-blown wrestling episode. We're going to throw in a little bit of wrestling at the end, but this is something we've been talking about for a while now. And uh, I, f- I feel like it's the perfect time with us taking next week off. Um, maybe some of our music uh, that's in our playlist uh, in our everyday life might be something somebody adds into their 4th of July barbecue playlist. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know. I think you've said it before on here as well that uh, music and wrestling are kind of – they kind of go together, you know? Yeah, they go hand in hand. They go hand with in the, hand. With the rock and wrestling connection in the 80s that kind of was that initial big boom of the wrestling movement into pop culture. So Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of artists that are huge wrestling fans even. Yeah, there's a, there's a wrestler who is a – uh, rock star Chris Jericho. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anybody didn't know. And surprisingly, we've got a couple of lists that are going to come up. But surprisingly, Fozzie didn't make my list. No, it's not on mine either. It's I mean, I it's mean, the honorable. If, mention. if I was gonna, yeah, if I was gonna say current, like what I'm listening to currently, yeah, that would it would be in there because Judas that record is on a loop. Yeah. Right now, but yeah, this is kind of like we've got our our top ten albums and top ten bands. And uh, so I, I might have did mine a little different with yours, but I did my top 10 bands and then I'm going to do my favorite albums from those bands. OK, that's fine, because there's there's many albums I could have put down that are my fa- some of my favorite albums that aren't from my favorite bands. But it's I figure I would just do this to kind of keep it simpler. And I did it a little bit on the fly because, I mean, if you're going to make a top 10 list of some of your favorite stuff you do need a little time to do that but artists are a little absolutely easier. artists are way easier um albums are a little bit di- more difficult and i even did songs but Oof. i didn't expect levi to do that, that i mean it's that's tough. that's pushing it i could have a favorite i mean my favorite songs would be that would take me like 365 days to pick that out. <laughs> you know Ronnie's going to hate this episode. Yeah, Ronnie, just in case you're listening, buddy, this we're not really going to talk about wrestling in this, so there's no backlash review coming. But I, I, <laughs> but I did want to mention that I did put a poll up, what was it, uh, Sunday night? Yeah. And uh, surprisingly, we got some pretty decent numbers, and it wasn't even close. It was a landslide. People wanted to hear... 
what we like to listen to. So, yeah. I mean, it's something different. And like I said earlier, you know, we're going to take next week off for the holiday and, you know, cause Levi's got to work. I'll be off, but I'll be so gimmicked. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to, to, I wouldn't be able to do a episode anyways. Cause I'll be gimmicked very heavily. <laughs> gimmicked. Um, very, gimmicked. yeah. Because between barbecuing and drinking and a holiday. Yeah. It, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it sucks. I, I I wish you didn't have to work because I mean, it's like you know. But with every holiday comes responsibility, almost. Yeah, I'll have some. I'll have some days after or something where I'll make up for it. But you know, it's Fourth of July is not a huge deal for me to. I've always worked Fourth of July, so I'm kind of used to it, really. Yeah. But I mean, it, it still sucks that I usually grab a couple fireworks and blow them off that night in my backyard or something, but. Just just to feel like you're part of the rest of the country. Yeah, just to do something. You know, by the time I start blowing fireworks off, everybody's like tanked and but I I might go over to a friend's house. So I don't You can know. hear everybody in your neighborhood just bombed. Yeah, they sound like the fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> There's always that one guy he when he gets drunk or he goes, Ow like oh there's yeah, always that guy. I have a great fourth <laughs> of July story real quick. Okay, so <laughs> I'm a teenager. I'm like 15 or 16. This is, I've already moved to Arkansas. So, but I was in New Jersey visiting my dad and he lived on a lake there. And, you know, cause New Jersey, I've always said is a lot like Arkansas in, in some spots, especially Northern New Jersey. It's a lot of farm. Um, but anyway, so he lived by a lake and we were sitting on the bank of the lake and across the, we could see across the lake where like the swimming area was Yeah. and they're shooting off fireworks and there's this one guy that every time one would go off, he would just go, woo! And I, was, <laughs> like, I kept looking at my dad. I'm like, is Rick, is Rick Flair here? Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but it, so every year now on 4th of July, whenever a firework goes off, I always woo because I want to be the drunk woo guy. Well, it's, it's like even when you're just out partying or anything or at a concert or whatever but the fireworks too there's always that drunk dude that goes ow or woo <laughs> yeah 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 oh yeah oh my gosh anyways so yeah like we said though this is gonna be weird for you guys listening that's never really because i mean we've talked about music somewhat in a in a few episodes yeah. Like when a new album comes out that you like, you'll talk about it. Or if I go to a concert, I've talked about it. Like last weekend, I talked about it. Yeah, you might know um, in a nutshell what our kind of genres we like are. But I'm going to tell you some of mine are probably going to surprise a few people. Like, my, Yeah, my, uh, my top ten bands, I'll say there's half of it, a little over half of it is they're always on that top ten. They're just always going to be my favorite bands and then there's some the lower half is going to be stuff i kind of like at the moment i'm listening to and it's my favorite like these aren't there's there's probably five or six bands on my list that are or a few more that are always going to be my favorites but there's definitely like two to four that might move around yeah and mine's the same and uh especially with the bands the albums kind of they they pretty much stay the same but um with with the bands like right now some of them are in a different spot than they usually would be and so on and so forth but um 
if you if you want to get started, let's let's do some plugs and then we'll move on to something and maybe do a couple more plugs and then so on. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just I want to let you guys know if you don't listen to every other episode when I say this and I'm going to say it on every episode in the future, too. We have a merch store at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. It's your one-stop shop for Heels and Quads wrestling podcast merchandise. And uh, wrestling podcast merchandise. So you won't find any of our favorite band shirts on that, but you can also go to Rockabilia. That's a cool website for that. I used to frequent that often. Rockabilia was awesome, man. I used to get the catalog. Yep. uh, And they have all the bootlegs and stuff in there, too. Yes. Which I love. Yes. Uh, there is no catalog for ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Shields and Quads, but I can tell you real quick what's on our page. There's five t-shirts available. You should buy all five. That's the Guns logo, the Fist logo, the two Vintage logos, and the Rest in Peace Dungeon shirt, a.k.a. Tommy's Old Home, where we recorded the first half of the show at, or where he recorded the first half of the show. So you can support the show by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Shields and Quads and getting one, two, three, four, or five of our tur- shirt de- or turd designs, our shirt designs, <laughs> you can get them in t-shirts, long sleeves, which this isn't really the season for that unless you live in Iceland, uh, tank tops, and uh, women's, kids, you can get all the sizes. So ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads is where you want to go if you want to help support the show and rock your favorite podcast gear. All right. What do you so, want to do first? Do you want to do albums or do you want to do artists? Well, since my albums are artists on this list, on my 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 albums pertain to my artists. Okay. So my So how many how many artists, albums do you have per artist? Well, I didn't know I could pick more than one. Oh, did you <laughs> Oh, so you only did 10 albums? Yeah, well, oh, I mean, okay. I can no, I can do more. No, I, no, well, no, that no that works. I was just well, making I, sure because I wanted us to be even like I said. Well, and I'm sure you and I both are going to do it, but when we go through the albums, like when I say my favorite band, I'm going to say this is my favorite album, but these ones are like runners up. And okay, this album, yeah, we can do like, that. I can say that. So I, I could, I could probably do that on the fly. I mean, you know, you know your stuff as well as I know mine. So. Oh yeah, 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 sure. Quick vape ski. Sorry, yeah. Derek. I I didn't. This isn't the episode where I'm going to go without a puff. He challenged me on Twitter to not vape during one episode. So it's coming, though. Probably it's after coming. Vacation. Probably after StarCast, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, we're kind of under the gun here with that. It's coming up quick. So what? Uh, real quick before we jump into this, uh, tell me where I can get some action figures, Tommy. Okay. Well, and I was going to mention that because just announced at HeroesHideoutNY.com, they're doing a private signing, and it's uh, Mandy, um, uh, Sonya Deville, and Goldust. And Ooh, you need to get okay. all of your – if you can get all of your items to Heroes Hideout, um, by July 3rd, they need all the items that you want signed. But it's super cheap. Uh, I think Mandy and Sonya both are 25 bucks, and I think Goldust for 8x10s and action figures is like 30 So it's super wow. cheap. Um, but I'm sure that old old Steve Duckett over at Heroes Hideout would allow people to ship them in. So if you're not in the New York area, you could probably contact Steve, uh, through the website and he would be able to get those done for you and probably even send them back. Um, but also of course at heroes hideout, 
You can get all of your Mattel WWE action figures, Elite Basic Battle Packs, Funko Pops, um, NECA, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and of course the meet and greets, like I have been mentioned, like I've mentioned a lot on the show before, uh, the Bullet Club, uh, the Bucks, Marty, and Hangman, Sunday, August 26th, the weekend before All In and StarCast, uh, Raven coming up in August, I believe, uh let's see who else uh psycho sid terry runnels million dollar man Tebby, ted dibiase but for all of your wrestling action figure and meet and greet needs go to heroeshideoutny.com use code quads one word quads and save 10 percent off your entire order there you have it that's where you should get some action figures at lots of lots of awesome ones you know i think i might get a couple Funko Pops. I don't have any, but I figure I could get, like, I want the Resident Evil ones, and I want, obviously, I want the Bullet Club ones, and a couple. Which will be out tomorrow, ones. by the way, at Hot Topic, and HotTopic.com. Ooh. They're releasing so them soon. early. Yeah, they, they're releasing them early due to high demand. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That I'm was just announced uh, last night, I believe. Uh, well, Matt of course, the one. out. The one in our area probably won't get them for another two weeks. I don't know. I, you know, I'm I'm one to believe that, like, Walmart, they have a lot of stuff out already in the back room, and they just don't put it out until they're told to. Yeah, yeah. Because I, could... I remember, and this kind of fits with the music episode, um, I bought uh, Kissology Volume 3 at Walmart three weeks before it was actually supposed to be released. You know, I bought Volume 1 at walmart but i didn't i mean that doesn't really pertain to when you well, got I yours mean, but <laughs> i bought volume one the day it came out yeah i'm at, at about, walmart yeah yeah yours your story is a little different i just said yeah i bought it <laughs> i bought hey i like kiss too i still have that uh volume one actually i, I love, want volume two and three because i love some volume of the later one. shows yeah i love volume one though because you get that real gritty kiss when they're you know hungry but Volume 2 is cool also because it has uh, Kiss Beats the Phantom of the Park, which is the movie that they made, the TV movie, and it's yeah. awful, but I love to watch it every <laughs> it's, Halloween. It's Kiss. Yeah, know? it's Kiss. So. Come on. Um, and that's actually a movie that uh, my dad owned on VHS, and then after we, you know, my mom and dad split and we moved away, I don't know if he kept it or if it got lost or thrown away or what, but I, I could never find it VHS again. But then we moved to Arkansas here in, you know, in Mountain Home at Harps when they had video rentals. They had Kiss Me's the Phantom on VHS, so I rented it all the time. And I should have kept it, but I didn't because I'm too honest. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, um, if you want to go, let's do like number 10. And then you can say an album from that band and I'll be the different one and do like my top 10 albums just in general. Okay. Unless you want me to just do it by my bands, because I can do that too. It's up to you. No, it's no big. You can do yours after. I'll give us something to talk about because okay. I'll I'll probably go along with some other albums that I'm not going to list on uh, my top ten bands. Okay, so go ahead. What's your number ten? Uh, so first of all, before I start the list, I'm going to say currently, and it could change, you know. But number ten favor, or my number ten and number nine favorite bands, kind of just. Number 10 is more, it's always been a favorite of mine, but I think it needs a place on the list. And number nine is kind of one that just recently shot up there, and I'll tell you that why whenever I get to number nine. But uh, uh, anyways, they, they're, it's inter- some of this stuff's interchangeable. You might want to do a little twisty-twisty on your uh, Buzz okay. Lightyear there. Uh, sounds good. All right. Um, so number 10, I am starting with number 10 favorite band, and it, 
like I said, it is kind of interchangeable, but <laughs> the buildup, like the... this better be, this better shoot right. a rocket. <laughs> yeah. All right, number ten, favorite band, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, that's a good one. Now, lately, I've been listening to a lot of Rage, and I've I've always listened to Rage, and I've always had Rage CDs, and it's just. <sighs> It's just so unique and different, and I wish they wouldn't have disbanded because the uh, four albums, the four studio albums that they have are so great, even though the fourth one is a co- all covers, um, but it's awesome. It's just, it's just, I- I've just always listened to Rage ever since Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, and with that being said... <laughs> uh, speaking of video games. Yeah, speaking of video games, uh <laughs> Gorilla Radio off the Battle of Los Angeles by Rage Against the Machine was like the theme song for Tony Hawk's Press Gator 2. And that is also my favorite Rage Against the Machine album. The Battle of Los Angeles came out in 1999. It has tracks like Testify, Gorilla Radio, Sleep Now in the Fire, Born of a Broken Man, War Within a Breath. There's a lot You've of got awesome your CD out, on. don't you? No, no, no. Those are just the ones I. Oh, to you're on just that going one. off the top of your head. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great songs on that. And second to that, I mean. It's hard to pick a second to that Rage album because I think that one is probably everybody's favorite. That was like their peak. Mm-hmm. But the first Rage album was was just the self-titled one was really big because, of course, Killing in the Name, uh, Bomb Track. Uh, there's just – but Renegade's their cover album. If you haven't listened to it, that's a really good one to listen to. They take a they, – they put a kind of a rock slash heavy – rock twist on a lot of like rap songs and other songs so it's a really fun one but yeah top number 10 is rage against the machine and i just want to add rage against the machine is one of the probably the most underrated bands in the last whatever 20 30 years because i mean not only are they powerful on stage and in their music but i mean just their their stance on whether it be i mean and i'm not saying that yeah that celebrities should involve themselves in politics but i mean Tom Morello's a very, very intelligent man. Super. super I love listening to him speak. I was so happy that he was the person that inducted Kiss into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And also, I loved seeing him on tour with Bruce Springsteen, just saying. So, throwing that out there. Hey, no, I'm with you, man. And and to add to that, also, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin to tie a little wrestling into the show was on Chris Jericho. It was on Talk is Jericho. And it was an all-music episode today so oh, really? yeah they talked about music and he even talked about his complica- com- complications compilation albums that he made in the 90s the stone cold metal and stone cold country which i own both um man that's like we're copying jericho now I no, 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 no 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 we've had this idea for weeks now um yeah. so no i just wanted to mention that stone cold that's how his theme came was from Rage Against the Machine, it was it was influenced by that, is what he said. So. Okay, that's pretty awesome. No, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that. Go go listen to that episode. It was badass. Like I love. Yeah, it. I listened to the whole thing like without stopping. I I've was, actually been I listening was... to a lot of What Happened When. Like, yeah, and I mean, you know, I just I was listening to. It, I was like, man, me and Stone Cold could have been best friends because we listen to the same music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one, uh, like his favorite music compilation that came out. I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is all stuff like I Stone Cold to. Metal yeah that's a great album yeah um so my number 10 band and i'm actually going to change this on the fly because i don't like what i have at number 10 yeah is going to be skid row Ooh, 
fronted by Sebastian Bach. I saw them after Sebastian Bach left when they opened for Kiss on the quote unquote farewell tour in 2000. That was my first Who concert. Who played for them when Sebastian left? Uh, his singer? name was his name was Johnny Solinger. I didn't I didn't know that they toured without yeah. Sebastian. That's a, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. But uh, Sebastian Bach, uh, Snake Sabo, who was the original guitar player for Bon Jovi before Richie Sambora came in, um, Rachel Bolin, uh, all those guys. I mean, awesome players, awesome albums, very underrated. Um, Everybody kind of puts them in that hairband scene because of their two big singles. I remember 18 in life. But if you listen to like uh, Slave to the Grind and Youth Gone Wild and stuff like that, like. It, and it even only gets better from there, like uh, Subhuman Race, which was their last album with Sebastian Those... Bach, um, 95, I believe. Dude, they no. were on fire and, like, Youth... heavy. Youth Gone Wild and Slave to the Grind are, like, two of my favorite albums of theirs. Those are albums, right? Uh, Slave to the Grind is the album, and Youth Gone Wild is on That's that. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember the single for Youth yeah. Gone Wild. Yeah. Yeah. So those are – that Slave to the Grind is a great album. Yes. For, it's just – I used to and listen to Youth Gone Wild a lot when I was a kid. I, I I always wanted the tattoo that Sebastian Bach had that said Youth Gone Wild on his forearm. Yeah. Because yeah. that was like, I thought that was so cool. And now that I look at him and he's like, you know, older. You know, he was in the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, I did know that, unfortunately. Uh, Like last year, Mariah was binge watching that show. And yeah. She's like, you know, Sebastian Bach is in this. And I was like, what? He's yeah, and in he's, Trailer Park Boys, too. Yeah, he's awesome in Trailer Park Boys. However, in Gilmore Girls, it's not very. Uh, he's like a cool. crappy, like the bandmate. Like like, like the wedding singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he oh, sings a Holla Bat Girl in that show. That's uh, that's the that clip part. that I saw. But um, yeah, I didn't see so, that part. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so All number right. 10, Skid Row. Love him. All right, uh, my number nine favorite band, and this one just recently, this is the one I was kind of really referring to in the, uh, you know, when I kept saying, oh, it could change, it could change, it could change. <laughs> um, my number nine favorite band is Ghost, a fairly new, fairly new band within the last decade, uh, but they're Swedish, I believe, all in... My favorite album of theirs is their newest one, Prequel. Prequel, Prequel. It's uh, P-R-E-Q-U-E-L-L-E is how it's spelled, so it could be Prequel. Prequel? Uh, prequel Yeah. They're a metal band, but they're also rock, but they also have some pop elements. They have so many different sounds going on in all their albums. They have uh, four studio albums, I believe. Uh, this one is... Like I said, by far my favorite, the newest one. Um, their their first two albums. It's funny because it's like they have this satanic vocal sound. Like he <laughs> sings about like the devil and stuff. Yeah. And but it's real. Like some songs are upbeat when he's singing about it, and there's some songs that are very like you know dun 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 dun. Like they could be really deep dark songs but i think it's because they're swedish that that's why it's it sounds out of context sometimes but they're like if i if i had to like put them together because you know how i like to meld stuff together to make one yeah thing. yeah yeah it's like slayer meets typo negative meets like uh slayer typo negative and i had well they got one. the gimmicks too like yeah so it could be Maidenish, yeah, with maybe, the gimmicks, maybe even you know? a little kiss or kiss, yeah, in. yeah. 
with that because I mean Kiss I mean went through a definitely a big pop phase so but I'm just saying like you have to look past bands sometimes like you can't just go by what they look like or even what they no, say no. you know the music is really where it's at so and right now their singer the first three albums every album the singer changes his identity yeah which we all everybody knows now is Tobias Forge he was in a metal band called Repugnant uh he was also in uh this other punk band i forgot the name right now uh but the first three albums he was papa emeritus number one he was papa emeritus one the second album was two third album was three and now his name is cardinal copia for this new album so it's kind of fun and then everybody else i don't think a lot of their identities have been revealed or people know but they all just go by nameless ghouls so anyways long long story short ghost is my number nine favorite band currently they could go up they could go down and you know, I haven't I haven't listened to their newest album yet, but I really want to because I'm I'm really, it's really like good. I'm really amused and like entertained by them. Every time I've seen them on like uh the uh, whatever the Rock Gods or whatever the that award show is, uh, yeah, that, um they do in the UK. Um but every time I've seen them, I'm just really entertained by it and I I need to check that out for sure. My boss seen them when they they op- they were opening with for uh, Iron Maiden two years ago or a year ago on their tour for uh, Book of Souls. And I, when I seen Maiden, it was Steve Harris's son's band open for him. And I wish I would have seen him when Ghost opened for him. But my boss said that he was kind of, the singer was kind of like, I think he wasn't sure how to appeal to the American audience, but he was like, they'd be jamming it. He'd be like, everybody say yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I think it, it just might have been the foreigner thing, but I yeah. mean their music. Their music's awesome, and they're just really talented. So, anyways, it, it is the foreigner thing because, like, one of my honorable mentions, and people probably think I'm weird for liking this band still because they had a little bit of a time where they were semi popular. But uh, Lordy, yeah, um, and they, they're Sweden. Um, but I always thought they were so cool, and then I'd watch like a live concert of theirs, and they're so awkward in between songs (laughs) yeah like they just sound so sweet and they're supposed to be like these monsters but i still really enjoy that band so i'll throw that in as an honorable mention because i actually own all of their albums and still listen to them and i i really like it Um, nice all right anyway so okay so my number nine is aerosmith Mm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna i mean that's kind of low on a list of a classic rock guy such as myself but i'm gonna so many albums too so many get a credit card that gives you what you need now a low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances the PenFed gold contactless card is our lowest interest rate credit card you can even earn a 100 statement credit when you spend 1500 in the first 90 days join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours Visit penfed.org slash goldcard. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. The albums, uh, Toys in the Attic, of course, is good. Rocks is good. Uh, uh... 
what else? Let's see. Permanent Vacation, if you want to go 80s Aerosmith. Um, Pump is amazing. But um, I have them so low on this list because I've seen them live. And granted, it was 2001. So, you know, it's it's older Aerosmith. But they just didn't put on the show that I expected them to put on to be such a big rock band. Yeah. And I think I was spoiled a little bit by Kiss being my first concert. So I thought I'd put all these bands up on a pedestal. So I feel like I was let down. Now, looking back on it, I, I was like, man, it was a really good show. Steven Tyler was doing like backflips and Joe Perry was all over the place. But I mean, those two are really the only ones that did anything because the other guys are a little older than them. So they didn't really move around and, you know, but uh, yeah, Aerosmith, great rock and roll band, even though they are from Boston. Um <laughs> yeah, gotta throw that in there. Not but... a fan of the Boston area. No, I'm not. But you know, Aerosmith's cool band, good kick-ass rock and roll. All right, uh, number eight for me. <laughs> uh, or yeah, we're at we're at eight. Yeah, okay. eight. Uh, man, it's tough. But this band is there for a reason. Uh, it's so cliche, but Metallica, because. First of all, if I could pick the big four for my number eight, I would. Because I've, right. I've seen Anthrax in concert, and they were amazing live. Joey Belladonna took my phone and took a picture and stuff. Uh, I'm going to see Slayer later this year. I haven't seen Megadeth, but I'd like to. But Metallica's on here because it's a band I've always listened to. And whether I got burnt out on them, the only song I can't listen to anymore is, of course, Enter Sandman. Because it's just, it's just done. It's over. And you know... I agree with you on that, but when it comes on at work, I still rock out to it. <laughs> well, see, at work it's different because you're kind of in the mode, you know? Yeah, and you're like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I put Metallica on here especially because the first CD I recall being given or got when I was little was the Black Album, and I might have been somewhere in the ballpark of five to seven years old. I would say probably in the middle of six is safer to say, but I was at my mom's friend's house with her and the, her friend was like, here, you should check out this album. He gave it to my mom and I took it from her and just kept it. And I was like, Whoa, this is awesome. And from there on, I just got into Metallica. That was my first like CD I had, I think. And then I just, from there on, I started collecting and justice for all master of puppets. And then I was like, Oh wow, these are way better than the black album. Depending yeah. on your, depending on your taste. I mean, Obviously, the Black Album put them where they are now, I think. But also, they their thrash albums were amazing. And people crap on Load and Reload, but I like Load a lot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, I mean, the Black Album is what made them mainstream. But if you think about it, I mean, they were already selling out arenas in, during the yeah. Injustice for All tour. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I love Injustice for All. I love Ride the Lightning, love Master of Puppets, Kill Em All's Killer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I other than like Saint Anger, which I think I've told that story on here before. I'm, I'm not sure if I have or not. That album to me, I, I did like it for what it was. I but liked it, was... it for what it was, but it was so overproduced yeah, that it, it sounded over... like when Robert initially came on the podcast, and it sounded like a tin can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has. Other a lot than of that, it was great. It was weird, and there was the, a lot of weird stuff. The Saint Anger song, I love that. I love the video. Um, prison yeah it was cool man Um, what was your story about that album oh so me and like 
three or four of my friends, I can't remember how many of us actually went and bought it the first day it was released because we had waited for so long to get this album. I mean, it had been like six or seven years. Yeah, it was a long time. And uh, so we all go to Hastings, which was an entertainment store, just recently went out of business. By the way, tomorrow, I believe, is the last day of business for Toys R Us. So if there is one open, but you check that out before. I need to go. I know. I'm sad. I'm not going to get to go one last time. But anyways, I digress. Um, So we all go to Hastings and all four, three of us, however many, buy the St. Anger album. And, you know, not thinking about it or there was extras in it or something came with something. But there's when it first came out, it came with the uh, the rehearsal track dvd okay that's what it was okay yeah that's what we were all wanting that's what i had and uh <laughs> so we get in the car one, one of my buddies would would you know we were all together and so we get in we pop it in we start listening to it and we get all the way through the album and i just like can we go back to hastings i want to see if they'll take mine back no because, way <laughs> yeah because i was like i mean i kept it but I, you know i was being semi-serious but a little facetious <laughs> But I was like, dude, can we just like take these back and you just like burn us all copies and I'll give you like two bucks or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, it, like I you said, I mean, I enjoyed it. it, but I didn't need to pay, you know, and you know, and they'd shut down Napster by that point. That was the but, album that shut it down. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Is it's, it's it's it was that time. Two thousand two, yeah. Justin three ish. Um, but anyway, so what are we? <laughs> what are we on eight? Back. Yeah, eight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got to pull back the reins. Um, so my number eight band is a big band, not like swing, but a big band that, uh, most of mine are semi, everybody be like, those are pretty popular and you're, you know, whatever, but it's in all honesty, what I listen to. It's not underground, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't listen to the velvet underground and pink Floyd. Hey, my whole top 10 is mainstream too, man. Nothing wrong with pink Floyd, like pink Floyd, just. I just, you know, I, I could know. tell you my ten favorite bands nobody ever listens to, too. You know, but oh yeah, I'd I rather totally do that. I'd rather tell everybody something that they listen to too. So, anyway, yeah, so make them feel good. Like, yeah. keep playing these songs in your playlist. You know, yeah. and these are all bands that a lot of them, or almost all of them, I got from my parents. So <laughs> nice. Um, at number eight, the recently reunited, almost Guns and Roses. Ah, okay. And I tell you this, and I will tell you this, and, and this is a little look ahead to my top 10 albums, but my favorite album, surprisingly, is not Appetite for Destruction. You like the Spaghetti Incident? No, I do not. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my favorite <laughs> album from Guns N' Roses is Use Your Illusion 1, and I'll tell you why. Good November album. Rain is one of the greatest ballads of all time. Uh, you can play it at a wedding. You can play it at a funeral. You can play it during a breakup. You could play it during sex if you wanted to. You can play it. Um, it's universal. Yeah. Um, it's don't universal cry. Champion. Another another good ballad with uh, Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon uh, singing with Axel on that track. Um, Dust and Bones, which was a really cool song. Um, what was the? I'm trying to remember the song. It was uh, Use Your the Illusion Garden. One was the orange one, right? Yeah, the yellowish orange. Yeah. Okay, Use Your Illusion Two was the bluish purple. I remember listening to the blue. The blue one, number two on cassette. Yeah, and there's and there's a different version of "Don't Cry" on that one. Oh, that's okay. completely different. The lyrics are completely different, but yeah, "Use Your Illusion" one was my favorite Guns N' Roses record. Still is. 
Um, spaghetti incident? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> I mean, I own it, but I don't. What about Chinese Democracy? You know, I actually kind of liked that album. I didn't think it was as terrible as people said it was. It no, wasn't I, the best, obviously. No, it wasn't but... the best. It wasn't what I expected after waiting yeah. for it for ten, almost fifteen years. But yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I think it got shit on a lot more than it should have. Yeah. And on that note, you're number seven, sir. All right. Uh, my number seven. Uh, this band, I feel like I had to take one of the two pioneers of rock and metal music on here. And this is definitely by far my favorite. I've seen them live on their last tour, Black Sabbath. I've seen them in Tulsa two years ago. Uh, the, end, the End was the name of the tour. In November, it was their third to last U.S. tour date ever, supposedly. You might hit a little twisty-twisty <laughs> there. We'll see. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now, Ozzy said he was going to continue doing the Ozzy thing. but Yeah, he, uh, he just announced recently his, uh, his quote-unquote farewell tour. It's like for the last time three or something is what he's calling it because <laughs> it's the third time he's went into retirement. But... Yeah, he's always rolling out. but yeah, You know why. Yeah. Uh, Sharon! Sharon! But I had to have Sabbath on the list because Black Sabbath was another band that I listened to them and dug deeper and deeper into metal and rock. and uh... Oh, I never did say what my favorite Metallica album was, but I think oh, my... Okay. Just to... Real quick, I think my, my favorite Metallica album could definitely be Load or Master of Puppets. So nice. it's really tough. But uh, with Black Sabbath, my favorite Black Sabbath album is either going to be Master of Reality or number four. But I would lean more towards number four. I just, I really like that album. I don't know why. Both respectable. Awesome. So anyways, my number seven was Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, awesome band. Uh, not in my top ten, but I mean, definitely in my top like 15. Yeah. Um, just one of those it, earlier bands that kind of, you know, everybody listened to them. Everybody got something from them that pushed them in the yeah. right direction. They influenced everybody after them. Yes. Whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah. Um, so my number seven band, if people would stop notifications on Twitter, <laughs> my number seven band is Queen. Oh, nice. Which, uh, this is a band that even my wife will agree to listen to all the time. Um, they get a little heat because they come off as poppy, but they had a really, really heavy rock influence, and you can hear it. Like, yeah. I mean, let's face it, you know, Freddie Mercury's voice was operatic, but so is, so is Rob Halford. Yeah. So is uh, Bruce Dickinson. It's a little, yeah. it's a little deeper, but it's still operatic. Uh, and I mean, Queen is just that one band that had I had the chance to see now, I would go. If Freddie Mercury was alive and Queen went on tour, I would go in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I don't think money would be an option, to be honest with you. Um, my favorite album from Queen, and this, it, it was almost in my top ten, and I ended up taking it out. But is the game. Um, it had another one bites the dust on it, um, and crazy little thing called love. And then my personal favorite Queen song is "Play the Game," which is a little, it's a little. You want to play the game? Not that game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
it's a little softer, but I mean, it's just really good. And it really just shows off in, in the live video for that. I think it's from not Montreal in like 81. It's that tour. And Freddie Mercury plays the piano and he's got like three Heineken sitting on the piano. And it's, <laughs> nice. it's just badass. Yeah. So yeah. Number seven queen. All right. Uh, my number six is one that is probably won't move off my top 10 ever. Uh, typo negative. Drink I... from the goblet of my <laughs> cock. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, ever since I discovered typo, uh, which was red, red, later on in red, life. Red, yeah. Red, red, uh, just always been one of my favorite it. bands, man. It's just, it's the voice. Peter Steele's voice was so unique. His untimely passing really sucked because I think they could have kept making really good, uh, goth music for years to come but you know things happen uh i just i just love the doomy sound the the downtuned bass and guitar and the just real sludgy sounds a little twisty twisty there buzz lightyear they were so heavy yeah super heavy just just you know they had some cool covers they covered summer breeze they covered cinnamon girl uh yeah, so, their cover of Summer Breeze, I remember in my teen Summer years Breeze. listening to that. Because yeah. I had a friend, I told you that before, I had, a, I had a really good friend that was a huge Typo fan. Yeah. And he would play that all the time, especially in the summertime. And I'm like, dude, can we just like do what we're doing here and uh, <laughs> yeah. not listen to Typo? Because it's freaking me out, man. I'm not going <laughs> to say what we were doing, but I think everybody kind of has a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Man, I don't know. It's just one of my favorite bands. I have all their albums on CD. I have one of them on cassette. And uh, if I had to pick a favorite Typo album, it would be October Rust. Uh, that's a good one. That's definitely, you know, that Bloody Kisses. I like World Coming Down. It's just a little dark. And Peter Steele was going I think through some stuff. Everybody that, even like a, like a casual Typo fan like myself, you know, October Rust and Bloody Kisses were the two we remember. Yeah. Uh, world coming down was great. It was just, it was darker. Peter was at the height of his cocaine addiction. He was going through a lot, uh, deaths in his life and stuff. So it was darker, but, uh, and then life is killing me was great after that. And then their final album, um, it it was good, but I think it could have been better. It's not my favorite type of album, but anyways, typo negative number six. All right, and just to tie into that, I was actually going to go see Typo in Nashville. They oh, were headlining, man. and I believe I be, I want to say it was Halloween or the night before, but I was yeah. going to go see him in Nashville. And opening was Lordy, and that was actually why I was going to go. Wow, but, okay. I but I want I want. But I was like, dude, if I could see Lordy and Typo on Halloween or close to Halloween, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, and I'm almost sure it was it was Peter Steele's last tour. Lordy was cool, man. They were like guarish. Yeah, they were guarish with with a little more poppy sound. Yeah, yeah. Because Gwar was like heavy, but rock, but comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Lordy Lordy was like... Like gothic, monster. It was was almost like... like pop rock-ish. Yeah, I compare Lordy to like Dio-esque meets Kiss meets like the Scorpions. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so my number six, <clears throat> I've actually seen these guys, let's see, twice altogether and once, uh, just the singer of this band. And I was front row for that, which was 
pretty cool. Oh. Um, Motley Crue. Oh, yeah. So I met Tommy Lee. I've told that story on here before. I know, so I won't tell it again. But, yeah, yeah, I was front row for Vince Neil when he was by himself. And uh, he put the microphone in my face during the course of Same Old Situation. (laughs) So I got to sing that in front of about 12,000 people, which was pretty badass. Um, my, My little sister, I took her. And she touched Vince Neil's boot and thought that was the coolest thing ever because the only other concert she had been to at the time was the Jonas Brothers. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, Motley Crue pretty much helped mold my uh, my adolescence. Um, probably why I still drink gimmicks. <laughs> Could be because um, of Motley Crue, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I was going to say something. I own all of their books. Um the dirt and then all the autobiographies. Um, but I mean, just really their name is overrated, but their actual music is underrated and stuff that you don't hear on the radio. Right. Like, like the- anything from too fast for love, like live wire, which Fozzie covered to tie in some more wrestling. Yeah. That was a, that was a good cover. Too. Dude, it was. And, but the too fast for love album is just amazing. And shout at the devil's great. Um, theater pain a little too poppy. Uh, girls, 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 probably my favorite Motley Crue album, mm-hmm. just because, mm-hmm. just because of the sex and debauchery, and they were all just doped out of their minds. And to be able to put something out so polished at that time is is pretty crazy. My so. mom had a girls, girls, girls VHS tape. And, oh I my wanted, gosh. and I want it. She was, she was, you know, she's into all those bands and yeah. stuff and seen those when she was growing up. And uh, I was like, oh, I want to watch this. And she's like, you can watch that when you're a little older. Because <laughs> there's, you know, there's a lot of titties in it. Yeah, stuff, there's titties so. galore. Yeah, yeah I, re- I remember that VHS, actually. <laughs> yep. And actually, uh, I don't know if I've told this story before, but my first uh, strip club I went to for my 18th birthday um and my first lap dance was a girls 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 and then right into wild side so nice that was my first interaction with a stripper so it was only fitting and i was wearing a motley Crue shirt so what about hold me down Uh, (laughs) you told that story on here i've told that story about my friend cameron but yeah uh, yeah Yeah, shout out to tommy lee he's a good dude and i was almost named after him but thanks to my mom i wasn't so okay you're number five all right, my number five is a band. I don't know. I don't think a ton of Americans have heard of, but I think a lot of metalhead Americans might have heard of. It's Paradise Lost, a band from uh, the UK. They have Hello, a long, they have a yeah they have a long discography. They are uh, they're a metal band. Uh, some of their earlier stuff was like Death Doom, if you want to categorize it, and then they kind of led into more gothic metal and doomish stuff and. They've had a lot of different sounds as far as if you really listen. Uh, they've had one album that was actually electronic uh, in 99 oh. called Host. I believe it was 99. Uh, so, yeah, Paradise Lost, one of my favorite bands. If I ever get a chance to see them, I would love to because they're awesome live from what I've seen. Their their music is awesome. If anybody's a <coughs> metal fan, excuse me, you should definitely check out Paradise Lost if you haven't heard them. Uh, my favorite album, especially Draconian Times from 1995. Uh, and this band I actually have only been into for probably about five or six years now. But they 
automatically became one of my favorite bands. I became obsessed with them. I bought DVDs. I bought all their CDs. I have, I think I have all but like two or three other, or three or four other CDs. So yeah, Paradise Lost, check them out. You know, just listening to this, like us going back and forth, um, it's kind of weird because me and Levi really only talk about wrestling. Yeah. Like, even like when we've we talked talk, about music before we i mean not to this degree though it's really yeah. interesting like to get our takes on stuff and like you can tell how much we love it and like how much we know about the bands we like yeah um but paradise lost that's a band i've heard of i've never listened to them but i've heard the name i've i've seen stuff posted by like eddie trunk and stuff on twitter so i definitely want to check them out it's hearing uh... that a buddy of mine you know listens to them because that that kind of helps influence like i said they started out doomy death doomy and then throughout their middle of their career they were like just metal and uh still kind of goth and doomy but not as low tempoed and then with their last album their most recent one medusa came out uh last year the year before it it was like full-on death doom slash just doom and it was slow so they kind of they kind of like went back to their roots yeah and a lot of people were big fans of it some people a few people weren't but i think a lot of people were big fans of it i thought their last two albums were great i remember uh second to this one this last one called the plague within it came out in 2015 i went to every c store i could find here in fayetteville when i moved here and i couldn't find it so i ordered it on best buy right away and uh, that's a, it's a really good album. So, I mean, they have, I would say, I think about 15 albums, and uh, they're all just awesome, man. So 12 to 15 albums. So check them out. That's a long discography for, uh, I mean, since a band. Nine, since like 1990. Yeah. So a band I really haven't listened to, but I've heard of, and they've got that many albums. How I've not heard them. And I might have because my, my brother's really into like the same, basically the same stuff you're as to listen to some of the stuff that i like but mostly he's more like you as far as musical taste so i mean i might have heard him and just didn't realize who it was but yeah 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 i'm gonna check him out for sure check him out man it's a great band anybody listening to you should check him out all right so my number number five right uh yes okay so my number five is i i just saw the lead singer last weekend and like i said before very underrated band uh Kind of like Skid Row fell into that hair band uh, category, but way, way, way bluesy, almost as almost a Zeppelin feel to him. If you really listen to like the the deep cuts, and that's Cinderella. Um, obviously, Night Songs, their debut album, my favorite album by them. I mean, I could listen to that like any time of the day, any mood, anything. Doesn't matter. Uh, Nobody's Fools, my favorite song of all time by them. What a Uh, great song, too. Yeah, I love that song. Just so cool. Um, And then, you know, uh, Heartbreak Station, honorable mention. As far as album and song, that song rules, too. Um, So when you see, not to cut you short for just a second. No, you're uh, good. When you see the singer, does he... I don't know a lot about Cinderella. Right. Does is that are those his songs and does he play those? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he wrote he wrote all the Cinderella songs. Okay, I did. Um, I figured if you've seen him, he played a lot of that stuff. Oh yeah, he plays he plays the Cinderella hits plus his solo stuff. He's got a new solo album that came out uh, two years ago, I think, three years ago, something like that. The way life go, the way life goes. It's been released twice now. Uh, the original time he 
uh, released it, there was some distribution problems. So they changed record labels and it was re-released uh, just last fall with a bonus DVD and some extra tracks. Uh, Lizzie Hale and him do a duet of Nobody's Fool. Nice. Amazing. And then uh, he also does a cover of uh, With a Little Help for My Friends, which is okay. also awesome. So yeah, number five, uh, Cinderella. That's You know, I got to give some more of this stuff a try. I've listened to all, like, everything you're saying, mm-hmm. but I've only listened to, like, you know, what you hear on the radio. Or yeah. Like occasionally popped on like a full album, just like, yeah, just to go through it. And Aerosmith too is one because like they have so many albums. Yeah. And then once they get so big and like, you know, you've heard the radio songs, but like they get like Aerosmith became more poppy as they got older. Yeah. And because they they wanted that number one spot exactly. That's like what when that is. when they did, I don't miss it. Don't want to miss a thing for uh, yeah Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon, and and then after that, everything after that was jaded and all that stuff. Which was the tour I saw them on was when jaded had just came out. So just put just just push play. Um, but okay. yeah, I mean, you, I always just tell people you can't just listen, go by what you hear. You gotta like really dig. Yeah, and that's and that's fun to me. It's like when I get into when I when I'm in a music mode. Sometimes if it's a band I haven't listened to, or I know a little about, like like Aerosmith, for instance, I'll pick a random album that I don't know much about, mm-hmm. and I'll listen to it in full. And I, I like and I like finding deep tracks on mm-hmm. bands that aren't like you know radio play or mainstream or they don't have a star by them on apple music or they're not yeah. you know the top hits that are on the greatest hits cds and everything i like or like spotify to... like the top tracks or whatever i try my best to avoid those yeah i love listening to stuff that's not as popular and not for that reason it's just because i like to find different tracks like for years now with many bands i like to listen to the album in full and i'll find a track that's not one of the big singles and just enjoy the shit out of it because I don't know. It's just fun. It's a fun thing for music lovers to listen to stuff that, you know, that doesn't get radio play. And it's like, okay, I wonder what this song's about, you know? So anywho, absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder there. You can keep talking about Cinderella and stuff. No, I'm done talking about Cinderella. Okay. Good band. Check them out. If you, and if you used to listen to them, check out Tom Kiefer's new record because it's awesome. Kiefer. Kiefer. All right. Number All right. Four. Uh, number four for me. This is one I've listened to since I was a kid. Uh, part of the 90s, big 90s scene. Alice in Chains. Good one. Uh, definitely a band that will never leave my list of favorite bands. It's. I just love Lane Staley's voice. I love uh, Jerry Cantrell's guitar work. Man, it's just. Everything about that band was great, and it sucked that Lane had to pass. But I do, I might be one of few loyal fans. I mean, there's a lot of loyal fans, but I like the new singer, uh, William Duvall. I think, yeah, he's, he's good, he's really good. He doesn't, you know, he's he sounds like he can really sing those songs that Lane sang, but he can't, he you know, he's not Lane, so right. but uh, all. I just love their entire discography. They have a new album coming out soon, actually. They've released uh, two singles from it, I believe. One's called The the One You Know, I believe is what it's called. It's a good song. 
Uh, there's another one I'm going to listen to probably right after this. I just seen that it was available. Um, but yeah, man, Allison Chains, I've listened, I've heard Allison Chains since I was a baby and just always been a fan. And I would have to say my favorite album is going to be Dirt. Yeah. Uh, I do, I do like, uh, all of their albums, but, uh, you know, their first album, Facelift with, of course, Man in the Box is on that, but there's a lot of really good songs on that one too. So it's, it's a, it's a close tie with Facelift and Dirt, but. I definitely got to go dirt just because it's just it's just so revolutionary and just it's just a great album from top to bottom. There's even a song about it's called Junkhead that you know it's about him Lane Staley being a junkie and you know what drug he likes and everything. So which was shitty that he was a, a junkie, but I thought it was interesting to even sing about it. So, but anyways, uh, that's my favorite Allison Chains album, and number four was Allison Chains, my favorite. Number four band. And real quick on Allison Chains, Chains before I go to my number four. I remember being, you know, 10, 11, 12 and playing guitar and getting Guitar World every month. And uh, Jerry Cantrell was always in Guitar World, it seemed like. He's just... Like every single month, it seemed like there was at least like, if not a, an article or a tab or They were huge then too, you know. It, it was like, you know... It it was it was an ad for you know whatever, um, and that and that was the same with you know a lot of the bands I listened to, but you know, and I think that's a lot of what shaped my musical diversity is like you know reading those magazines and learning all the yeah. tabs in those magazines and stuff every month. So I mean it yeah. it made you listen to different stuff, and I think that was a positive. And, and, you know, comparing music to like what we listen to versus what's popular today, it's, it's a completely different freaking animal. It's and crazy. It's, it's man. so bad, dude. Like music today is just gar- garbage. Everything now is what's catchy. What's, what is everybody? From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Gonna buy for a dollar twenty-five or dollar twenty-nine on iTunes. And, and it's everything's so kitschy, and it's just—it's yeah. all about. I mean, having a great hook is awesome, but it doesn't. And it you doesn't, need one, you know. Yeah, but it doesn't make the band. Not every song no. has to have a hook. No. You know, write about something that means something. You know, don't, I don't want like. Oh my gosh, like even like I mean the Disney songs today are better than regular music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's awful. Yeah, but anyways. it's rough, man. No, I'm I'm I, with you on the guitar world and stuff and I and I and 
once again, my, you know, like I said, my mom listened to all this stuff and seen a lot of these guys in concert, not necessarily my list, a lot of, a lot of your list actually. And <laughs> that was kind of her era. And stuff. Your mom but, would love me and surprisingly, I've never met Levi's mom, but yeah, you need to, but anyway, yeah, she had a, she had a stack of, uh, two boxes full of metal edge. Oh uh, God. I had so World. many metal edge magazines like i loved it and i would look through those when i was younger dude i used to rip the posters out of that so fast like yeah i couldn't even stand it yeah i used to look through those like they're like early 90s issues mid 90s issues and it was just awesome because it's like wow i was like i was so young those you know i couldn't read magazines back then but then i got into them years later She's like, here, check these out. When she started seeing what kind of music I was into, and I was like, oh my god, this is awesome! And where did this come like, from? <laughs> like you said, Jerry Cantrell, a lot of times was in those magazines. Like yeah. Allison Chains was just booming back then. Yep. And Jerry was a great guitar. He is a great guitarist, very bluesy, and you know. So, anyways, underrated. Very. Uh, he gets his dues, but he is still underrated. Yes. Yeah, he gets his dues from his peers and yeah. you know hardcore fans. But I mean, I'm I'm saying too, like the to Joe Sixpack, he you know he's he doesn't yeah get his absolutely due. or yeah. oh yeah I know Allison Change you mean like mine in a box <laughs> yeah Rooster <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is a fantastic song by the way it is and but, it's about uh, Jerry Cantrell's father. Yeah, but I, if I could never hear anybody else sing that at karaoke again, that'd be fantastic. Oh God, yeah. there's always oh, that guy. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my number four, I cheated a little bit. It's a slashy, which means it's two bands. <laughs> okay, well, but it's the same singer, so it's understandable. Okay, it's the Misfits or Misfits and Danzig. Yeah, that's see, that's that's okay. That's okay, right? Yeah, original Misfits slash Danzig. Exactly. Right? Yeah, but you like all yeah. Misfits. No, I do. Uh, I I actually did like Michael Graves somewhat. Um, Love Michael Graves. Um, he's a cool dude. Uh, he uh, obviously you know Misfits, they're Jersey boys, and um, Michael Graves was in Jersey, and he actually now lives in Little Rock, so that's kind of kind of weird. But um, yeah, I mean, original Misfits is where it's at. So just you know just gritty and the box set i don't know if you have it or have heard some of that stuff but it is just in your face it's like the bootlegs are all shitty recordings but it sounds great it's just great to listen to (laughs) yeah that's how punk stuff was yeah it was just it was supposed to be like not polished at all not produced just you know like here it's you know four guys in a room and recording so um obviously the original original misfits wasn't with doyle but when he came in obviously the band got a little better because he i mean especially now if you see him like doyle is just a freaking monster and uh, i actually saw him and his former band gorgeous frankenstein when he was married to gorgeous george another wrestling reference um, open for Danzig in New York City uh, at uh, it's now the Best Buy Theater, but before it was something else, I forget. Um, but yeah, it was an awesome show. Danzig kicked ass. Um, you know, we we sometimes you know do like Levi will do his voice. <laughs> Dave alone, highway man, stay in the <laughs> <fucking> land. <laughs> And I laugh, I love it, but Danzig's voice is so cool. Danzig's great, it's like man. it's Elvis meets Jim Morrison, and you know, he's heard these 
you know, I'm not bringing anything new to the table here. Um, Johnny Cash, but I mean, he was just so cool. And then like when he first, you know, started dancing after Sam Hain, it was like, he looked like Wolverine. He had the big mutton chops, the long black hair, just looked like a badass, and he was ripped. And it looked like he would just beat the crap out of you. And, you know, obviously Mother, uh, you know, broke him. Whoa. But, Mother. Uh, and actually, she this is rides. My, I love that song. <laughs> but my number 10 favorite album, I'll go ahead and drop it now. So to give a head start because this is starting to run a little long. Is Danzig 3, How the Gods Kill from 1992? Show me how the gods kill. That's great. And my favorite song from that album is Sistina's, but whatever. From uh, when you're saying Misfits, hey, Famous Monsters was my favorite Misfits album. <laughs> you know, I, I can't, I could never pick a a favorite album of theirs. Cause I mean, it's tough for me too, with the Danzig stuff. Cause it's all great. It's all my, yeah. favorite. but, and he, you know, he had that weird, like electronic phase and stuff yeah. that he went through. And, uh, yeah. he had a, like a, an orchestra one too. It was that like, uh, black, black area or whatever it was. Yeah. One and two, it was like a symphony orchestra, electronic kind of thing. It was, it was, re- it was cool, but I mean, it wasn't Danzig in my opinion. A lot of bands get their electronic phase, man. It happens. Yeah. I mean, shit, Van Halen went through an electronic phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody, ha- it happens to the best of them. All right, so you're number three. All right, my number three is Fear Factory. Uh, this, I met, I got the pleasure of seeing these guys live in 2016 and meeting them. VIP tickets were only 60 bucks. And I seen them live. Soil Work opened for them, and that's one of Mariah's favorite bands. And Soil Work killed it. And then. Like for them to op- that open and then Fear Factory play after was just awesome. Uh, Fear Factory is they're considered industrial at times, and I think that's with just the sampling and stuff and the real mechanic sound at times. But they're super heavy and the drums are just ridiculous. They recently found a drummer who can actually play all the stuff on drums because some of it's so fast. Because they pro- they did a lot of drum programming on some of their albums, mm-hmm. which I think that contributed to it being industrial. Uh, but just so heavy, so raw, and just it's just it's just amazing. Just like groove metal meets industrial metal, and like uh, it's just it's just awesome. And uh, Burton C. Bell, the singer, uh, he can go from this awesome growl, which you can still understand, to a, an amazing clean voice. So that's another thing that is so compelling about them is the way he can go back and forth. And Dino Cesaro's guitar work, uh, their bassist now, uh, Tony Campos, used to play for Static X, tours with Ministry. And the drummer now, I forgot his name, I met him. But yeah, I got I got to meet these guys. I'm actually wearing my Fear Factory Do Manufacture shirt right now, which... The Manufacturer is probably my favorite Fear Factory album, but it's hard for me to put a stamp on which one is my favorite. But I will just go with The Manufacturer for now. It's their second album. And uh, when I seen them live, they played this album in full among some other songs. So my number three was Fear Factory. All right. And my number three, I got to see these guys in 2000 and... Jeez, I don't even remember now. I'm like trying to remember what what girlfriend I was with at the time. 
that's how I have to do it. It helps you remember sometimes, man. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so I know it was before 2010. I know it was before 2000. So I want to say 2007. um, And this is the mighty, mighty Van Halen. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, and I'm talking Van Halen. I'm not talking Van Hagar. <laughs> Nothing against Sammy Hagar. Love him by himself. The Red Rocker can't stand him in Van Halen. Like there was three songs with Sammy Hagar and Van Halen that I liked, and they were all love songs. So yeah. <laughs> but um, David Lee Roth is forever like the frontman of front, the frontman of frontmen. Um, the acrobatics and just the you know er- er- all the stories and. My God, Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing is legendary, ridiculously legendary. Um, it's a, you can't legendary doesn't even put a stamp on it. Yeah, it's beyond legendary. Um, Michael Anthony on bass, great ba- backing vocals. A lot of those high pitched uh, backing vocals on "Running with the Devil." It's Michael Anthony. It's not David Lee Roth, like a lot of people think. Um, Alex Van Halen on the drums, monster, monster, monster. Oh my God. Um, Hot for Teacher, the opening to that with Alex yeah. on the drums is the shit. I mean, when you can make the drums sound like a motorcycle starting, it's pretty cool. Um, My mom's seen Van Halen a lot live as well. Um, Yeah, just, I mean, just, God... I'm putting Legendary. my mom over in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Putting her over. No, it's cool. I love your mom, and I haven't, I haven't even met her. You've seen it, so... But, um... I'm friends with fa- I'm friends with her on Facebook, and I've never even met the woman. Uh, you'll meet so, her one day. Yeah. All right. So number three, Van Halen. Van Van Halen is great and <sighs> good barbecue just, music, by the way. Yeah, it's awesome, man. But currently, my state with Van Halen is I can't listen to their their singles and radio tracks because Ozzy's Boneyard only plays not Ozzy's Boneyard on Sirius. XM uh, only plays the most popular tracks of theirs. And I've heard those so many times in my life that I have to give those a break, but any other Van Halen music, I, I love it, man. I think yeah, it's, they've just, got some good deep tracks too. Yes. And the guitar that people like, know, and they don't even realize they know them because you know, usually when you put on Van Halen, you put the whole album on Yeah, and yeah. you just play it through and people at a party, especially don't even realize they're, you know, the music's on at some points, but okay. So before we get to our top two, I'm going to run through my top 10 favorite songs because I don't want this to go to waste because I had to work on it so hard and move stuff around. And then let's do the other two plugs and then we'll come back and do our top twos. All right. Okay. So at number 10, November Rain, of course, from Guns N' Roses. Number nine, Stranglehold, Ted Nugent. Nice. Great song. Number eight, Hair of the Dog by Nazareth. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Funny, you, funny you mentioned the spaghetti incident because Guns N' Roses covered that song on that yep. album, and that's yep. the reason why I bought it. Number seven, Last Caress by The Misfits. Oh, last caress. <laughs> Here's one that's going to shock the world. Number six, When Doves Cry, Love Prince. Okay. Number five, Pan- Panama, a Van Halen radio song. <laughs> I I just love that song. Uh, number four, Nobody's Fool. Talked about that one. Number three, Suspicious Minds by Elvis Presley. Nice. Number two, You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. Think I seriously think that's the best written song of all time. Yeah. And number one, Love Gun. Oh, God. It's about Paul Stanley's dick. <laughs> yeah, that's what's awesome about it. 
Dude, and it, it's so heavy. And that yeah. that album came out in 77. Give it a little 80s vibe. All right, so real quick, after that amazing top 10 of songs that Tommy did for everybody, uh, I want to hit welcome. you with uh, two places you can go, and you can use our coupon codes at. You can go to collarandelbowbrand.com. That is Al Snow's merch website with tons of sweet merch, including Hulk Hogan's Ichiban shirt, the Luke Gallows Good Brothers Dojo shirt, and many others. Just the regular Collar and Elbow uh, mirror logo is awesome. So at collarandelbowbrand.com, use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout, and that saves you 10% on your order. And at Zubas.com, that's Z-U-B-A-Z. Yeah, the old school wrestling merch site with those zebra stripe pants. And a lot of them are on sale right now, actually. There's some as cheap as $7.99 that you can get. I was looking at it today because I was trying to show my friend where some fanny packs were, but they actually don't have any. I thought they would be yeah, there. They just upsized their uh, manufacturing place. So they're trying to, I think they're trying to get rid of some of their back stock. Yeah, and there's to a bring in new merch. There's a lot of sweet stuff wrestling related, and there's also your favorite MLB and NFL stuff you can get on there. And at Zubas.com, use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout, and that saves you 15% on your order. All right. And real quick, I'm going to run through my top 10 albums, and then we'll get to our top two artists. All right, mm-hmm. number 10, Danzig number three, How the Gods Kill from 1992. The Rolling Stones in at number nine, Some Girls from 1978. Nice. Number eight, The Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill, 1986. And Van Halen 1, 1978. Cinderella Night Songs, 1986. Uh, Use Your Illusion 1, which you talked about, 1991. Purple Rain, 1984. Can't go wrong with that record. Front, no. to, front to back, it's just, it's awesome. Prince was a genius. I don't care what anybody Amazing. says. Number three, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Bruce Springsteen from 1978. Number two, New Jersey, Bon Jovi. Not Slippery When Wet. New Jersey's the better album. 1988. And at number one, my favorite album of all time, Kiss Love Gun. <laughs> Ooh, I see a trend here. Yes. 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 All right. All right. Do you want to do number two or you want me to do it? Uh, that's fine. You can do it. You can do it. I can do it. Well, Whichever. We've been, you, that's me. It, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah it's been going. All right. Number two, favorite band of all time is Ministry. The godfathers, if you will, of industrial metal next to, well, industrial rock slash industrial metal next to Nine Inch Nails, which Nine Inch Nails gets an honorable mention on my list because Hell yeah. I'm, a big, I'm a big industrial fan and I just, I like, I like that electronic and rock sound together at times and uh, Trent, Trent Reznor is, cool is a genius with music. So, but speaking of geniuses, Al Jorgensen is an amazing industrial genius the guy he was a heroin addict for like 20 years but still made the most awesome music and you know ministry is another band i i haven't been into them my whole life but immediately once i heard them they became one of my favorites of all time uh i would say they're another probably six seven years i've only listened to them but i heard their songs through the years but it was one of those like i heard them but i never really picked up on who that was i just thought it was cool but, uh, man, I have all their albums except for two, which are two of the lesser of my favorites, but they're still good. 
Um, just just an amazing band. Lots of changes throughout history, but Al Jorgensen was always the frontman and mastermind behind it. Uh, they started real electronic-y in the 80s with their first two albums with Sympathy and Twitch. And then with The Land of Rape and Honey, they started getting a rock sound. And then Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste started the kind of metal industrial sound. I love then, that title. Yeah, they did a lot of PCP during that album, I believe. <laughs> and uh, I can taste uh, my own brain. <laughs> yeah, Psalm 69 after that, The Way to Suck Eggs and Succeed, I believe, is the title. <laughs> uh, Psalm 69 started their industrial metal, metal sound. Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste started the metal industrial sound, but Psalm 69 was for sure industrial metal. And uh, that has to be my favorite ministry album because obviously it has the two big tracks of theirs, Jesus Built My Hot Rod and NWO, another wrestling reference. But uh, it was also my first ministry album. New World Order. (laughs) Uh, But it was my first ministry album. I bought it on Amazon as soon as I got into ministry and fell in love with them instantly and started buying their albums left and right. And I read Al Jorgensen's biography. I own it. It's freaking awesome he talks about all his ups and downs in life making music and just the guys just to me him and trent reznor are the godfathers of industrial music in in the states i mean there's a lot of industrial outside of the u.s but uh those are the guys in the states who really to me pioneered that trail and uh i like all industrial music too hence fear factor being on here as well and so yeah ministry number two and i i haven't seen them live but Next time they're anywhere near here, I'm going to see them. All right. And my number two, I've seen these guys multiple freaking times. Um, as much as I'd want to like put a, a, a slashy at number one, I can't do it um, because there is no direct tie to it. There are some backstories of how these two could be together, but I'm not going to do it. Number two, New Jersey's own Bon Jovi. And, you know, like everybody else on my list, you know, you hear the radio songs, but you don't hear the songs that people should hear. Um, As I mentioned, New Jersey is my favorite record of theirs, not Slippery When Wet, even though You Give Love a Bad Name is on Slippery When Wet. And for a poppy song, that has got to be the best. But um, New Jersey is a great record. Some cool stuff. Uh, Homebound Train is cool. I actually got to see Richie Sambora sing that song. Uh, the last time I saw Bon Jovi and, or not the last time, uh, I saw him, let's see, that was 2010. Um, I've seen him once after that and that was without Richard Sambor and I won't go back until he comes back to the band because it wasn't the same. Um, but yeah, I mean like just that they're, they're definitely way, way poppy. Uh, but it's even, great though. Yeah. It's, it's good pop. It, it's got that rock feel and Richie Sambora, uh, definitely my favorite member of that band and his solo records, his blues records are freaking awesome. Uh, Stranger in this town is probably one of my favorite albums, not on my top 10, definitely probably number 11 though, because I love that record. Um, blues is really, I mean, when you think of rock and roll, it started as blues and R and B and, you know, country just yeah. mixed together. Um, but yeah, number two, Ban Jovi. Jan Ban Jovi. All right. Uh, number one, some of you people that are listening to the show might know this already. Probably both of our number ones. Uh, but my, my number one of all time is Iron Maiden. 
And the reason being is uh, I discovered this band when I was a little kid and they immediately like skyrocketed me into, into just listening to all rock and metal music. And this band made me fall in love with music more than ever. And I was just astounded by Bruce Dickinson's vocals and, and Dave Murray's guitar. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just, just, an, yeah, yeah, no, really though. Just an overall amazing band that, uh, that was actually kind of good. It was. It was really good. <laughs> Just an overall amazing band. I did get to see them live in 2016, and uh, I definitely want to see them again before they stop playing music because, you know, all of our favorite bands are pretty much in their 50s to 60s now. And, Which uh, makes me feel old. <laughs> but Even I though just... my favorite bands, all of the members are like 30 years older than me. Yeah. Or but at least 25. But Just every... <laughs> Every bit of Iron Maiden I love. I love Paul Diano, the first two albums before uh, Bruce Dickinson. I love the Blaze Bailey albums. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Every bit of it and just such a legendary band. And to me, you know, people always say Judas Priest or Iron Maiden. And and it's just, why not both? Because Judas is great, but I was, I've always been more of a Maiden guy. But to me, they're. I think they're an equal man because they're both. I, just I as... couldn't. I couldn't pick between the two of them if I had to. No if way. A, if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't choose between the two. I'd of be them. like, you're gonna have to shoot, dude. Yeah, just shoot. <laughs> I, well, no, I'm I would not... choose Iron Maiden, but well, still. yeah, you. I... <laughs> but like I've told that story too. My dad saw Iron Maiden and Judas Priest at the Garden in the second row, and oh, actually, God. I just talked. I just talked to him about it just a few weeks ago. We were talking about music, and uh, he said, "Yeah, you remember me telling you about you know." Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. I'm like, yeah, he's told me he sat in the second row and you couldn't hear for like a month. He said, exactly. <laughs> but it's so worth it, though. I mean, yeah. it's just, and Iron Maiden's a band that throughout their discography, every album to me is good. Some people didn't like the mid 90s stuff with Blaze Bailey, but there are some great tracks that come off that. And this is a band where I know their deep tracks and I know their B sides and I know their singles. I know everything, I know most everything about it. I own so many Iron Maiden DVDs, I own posters and t shirts, and it's just, I it's can just, vouch for him. Yeah, yeah, it's just my favorite band, man. I, I just there's nothing that I don't think anything can top Iron Maiden from now, past, present, future. It's just, just it's just an amazing band. And my favorite album uh, of Iron Maidens is Somewhere in Time from 1986 when they nice. first they first started using some synthesizer action in it. Uh, they got a little bigger into that in uh, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, which is also great. That's the next album, but. I love all their albums equally, but if I have to pick one at the top of the uh, hierarchy, it's going to be somewhere in time. So, yeah. And when I seen them live, when Bruce Dickinson came on stage, it was during Book of Souls. Their new, their latest album from 2016 is phenomenal, or 2015, 2016 is just phenomenal. And uh, when he first came on stage and I heard his voice, I was like, oh my God, this is real. Like, <laughs> just it's just great man all 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 the guitarists adrian smith janet gers dave murray they're all amazing nico mcbrain the drummer is he has just a sweet kit and the guy can play any beat uh steve harris is one of the geniuses behind a lot of their songs the bass player he writes a lot of it and writes a lot of the music and stuff and then bruce you know he writes stuff and not as much flies the plane and flies the plane and has one of the greatest (laughs) voices and 
music of all time. So Agreed. there you have it. Uh, Iron Maiden's my favorite. And Iron Maiden, my favorite song is The Wicker Man. Oh, Which we've discussed that before, I believe. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. Brave New World is a great album. Dude, like I said, when I told you the story, I was watching Rock Show when that album came out. And they were like, here's the new uh, video from Iron Maiden, The Wicker Man. And they played it. And I was like, what the? You know what? That's amazing. And that, your time will come. Dude, his voice. I was just like, holy crap. Bruce came back to the band. I mean, Brave New World was just, oh, God, it was an amazing album. And that was such a great return for Bruce. And, you know, he wanted to do his own solo stuff in the 90s after Fear of the Dark. And that's why he left. And I have the DVD called Raising Hell, the concert, uh, Bruce's last concert with them. And they said that when he when that when that show ended, they didn't see Bruce until like 1999. And that was in 93. He just left. So he just bounced. He's like, I'm out. Yep, he went. And I'm did flying myself out of here. <laughs> yeah, so um, there you have it, Iron Maiden. Yeah, all right. So, if you guys have ever listened to this show, which yeah. I'm assuming you have, <laughs> and uh, if not, if this is your first time, welcome. We won't talk about music very often, but when we do, we're very passionate about it, and it's cool to get to devote an entire episode to this. But I just really have fun. to do this. I have to do this one time. All right, hills and quads. You sound like it. <laughs> you wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest band in the world. Kiss. <laughs> Pyro going off. Yeah. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Same time, dude. All right, so my first concert, I remember, like, it was yesterday. I'll never forget it. And actually, just, like, not too long ago, the anniversary, which was, like, in April, I typed this big thing up on Facebook. But, um, like, I remember going to the concert. My mom's car broke down. We were, in, like, a, at least a mile away from this dealership that was going to rent us a car because back then you had, like, the car phone or it might have been a flip phone at that point. But, um, so... <laughs> So I pushed the car while it's a neutral all to, all the way to this dealership, like a mile, literally. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm crying because I think I'm going to miss the Kiss concert. And I'm sweating. It's hot. And uh, we get there and the guy gives us the discount because we told him we were going. So we go. Um, so we get there and as we're like crossing the bridge over into Memphis, like the radio comes on and the guy's like, don't worry if you're running late for the kiss concert, Skid Row just went on stage. So I'm like, sweet. Because I didn't uh, really care. Like blessing, yeah. Dude. Because it wasn't Sebastian boxer. I really didn't give a shit anyways. So we get in I get my shirt and my hat and I got a poster and like, I'm sitting there and then Ted Nugent comes on, rocks the place. Um, not at any point in my life will I ever agree with his politics or even his views on hunting, but if you're into that kind of stuff, that's great. But I'm just saying, as a musician, love him, respect him. But um, and then Kiss comes on, I, you hear that, and dude, like I had to hold on to the railing because I was shaking <laughs> so hard, like my knees were knocking. <laughs> and they come down from like the top, and you could hear it, like oh god, it's awesome, like this truss, and then it hits the the stage. It's like. Ooh. And then as they're coming down and all that's happening, they're playing Detroit City. 
and I'm yeah. and like you with Iron Maiden, I'm like, holy shit, this like is a real. surreal moment. Man. This is yeah. real. I'm like looking at my mom, like and like grabbing her wrist as hard as I could, and just like shaking her, like thank you. You don't whether you don't know whether to shit fart or go blind. You know? <laughs> Dude, like, I just and I remember like because I knew the I knew the set list like I followed every show leading yeah. up to ours, so I knew exactly because I mean Kiss isn't one to really change their set list, but um and that's one of the problems that I've had with the band over the years leading up to now. But I mean, just I I could feel myself slowly like kind of like just getting upset, and my mom like looks at me and she goes, "What's wrong?" And I'm like. It's almost over. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, I, you know, because at that point, it was the farewell tour. So I didn't know if I was ever going to see him again. Yeah. So luckily, my first concert was, you know, one of the last concerts with the original Kiss lineup. So I do get to say I got to see the original Kiss, even being, you know, a younger person that likes them. I got to see the original lineup. So that's always going to be special to me. Um, even though, you know, Peter and Ace at the time weren't great, but Ace has gone, gone on to be tremendous. His new solo stuff is awesome. Yeah. His new solo stuff is really good. Um, he's got a, he's got a new record coming out pretty soon and then he's going to do another covers record, which I love the covers record. The last one he put out. Um, but, uh, and I, I, you know, I was always a Paul Stanley guy. And as I got older, as I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm big. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org slash auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Becoming more and more of an Ace fan, just because he's just like the more laid back one. Yeah, I <laughs> watch a lot of Ace interviews. Yeah, and Paul's always just in your face, and like his stage raps are things of lore. But and yeah. I think that's hey, how's everybody feeling tonight? You yeah, having fun? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you need something to bring you. Oh, How about man. some <laughs> What a legendary band. Man. Oh my god. Dude. Remember I got Kiss uh the greatest hits double platinum when I was Oh I a love double kid. platinum. I and, uh, that that's one of my I have that on vinyl. It's one of my favorite vinyls to listen to. That's yeah, that, that album I, I got that. Um and then shortly after got Kissology number one. I don't have any of the others, but I do own those. And uh I had Kiss Alive number three, and I yeah. think I, tr- I think I traded it to Nesbit for some other CD. What? Yeah, I don't I know remember why you I did. asking me. You texted me which one you should get, and I said get Alive three. No, okay, maybe I still have that then. Which one was the one? There was one I traded to him. I don't Kiss know. Kiss Alive three is the one they. It's no makeup, and it's like the the lettering looks like fire, and like yeah. the, they're in the their shadows on stage or in the lettering. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I still have that. Okay, I good. believe I still have that. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> a lot of, you know, and, and the funny thing about that is, you know, obviously all of Kiss Alive's were, like, touched up in the studio. But yeah. Alive 3, actually, some of the tracks were recorded at Soundcheck. Oh, wow, okay. And they du- and they dubbed the crowd noise in. Apparently, like, some of the recordings just didn't turn out the way they wanted them to, so. Mm, technology, man, that's how yeah. it goes. Anyways, that was fun. That was fun. I like I like talking about you know some honorable mentions as far as industrial goes. I wanted to mention Godflesh. Uh, they are uh, a British uh, industrial metal band, and Justin Broderick was in a he was an original member of Napalm Death, a uh, grindcore band, and uh, he went on to form Godflesh, and they actually played a lot of their shows on stage with a drum machine. So it was just a guitarist, a bassist, and the guitarist, Justin Broderick, sang, and then they would play the drum machine track. Oh, wow. So, and a lot of them are like, but it's super like, you know, like, yeah, the music's interesting, you know, so I had to, I had to say Godflesh when I was speaking on industrial terms, because if there was a, a, a band that, uh, showed them off over there was Godflesh. And then, of course, I got to go with the Big Four, Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, uh, Primus, uh, Motorhead. I mean, I could go on with yeah. honorable mention. I was going to I was gonna give Motorhead an on, on, honorable mention. Um, yeah. Just a couple for me. Uh, I, I'll add Motorhead. Uh, Bad Company, of course. Oh, God, um, yeah. Molly Hatchet. Um, nice. Boston. Um... There was one more I wanted to mention. I mean, there's oh, a lot of them I should have. Yeah, mentioned. yeah, and I'll I'll throw out Quiet Riot too, just because they were the first metal band to hit number one. And what about Queen Strike? Eh, anything but sli- Silent Lucidity is good. <laughs> okay. I can't stand that song; it's way yeah. overplayed. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to do this real quick before we wrap it up. So, top five favorite wrestling themes of all time, just to throw in some wrestling. Ooh, that's tough. Obviously, I, I can't put them in any certain order. No, 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 no order, because I can't uh, do it either. Randy Orton's his uh, "Hey, nothing, nothing you, you can, can say. say." That was that was one of my like favorite songs, uh, the Evolution theme song. Stone Cold's because when the glass breaks and you hear that music, there's nothing like it. Yeah, makes your nipples um, hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vader's is a great one. It Not is necessarily a good one. one of my favorites of all yeah. time. We'll give that an honorable um, mention. That's an honorable mention. Speaking of which, go back and listen to yesterday's episode, Vader. Yeah. So uh, Randy's first good solo song, uh, Evolution, uh, Stone Cold. Triple H's is great, but I've heard it too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, time to play the game because it's Lemmy. It's yeah. awesome. King of Kings is great, but I've heard that too much. King of Kings is actually in my top five. I love that song. Uh. The Rock's theme song has to be on there because it's when that music hits, the crowd yeah. lights up. There's yeah. nothing like that. You know, just looks like the glass breaking. And actually, one of my favorite, one of my other favorites would be The Undertaker's Ministry theme song. Yeah, yeah. And those are just on the fly. I didn't really yeah. come up with those, but I think those are definitely ones I could those will always be on a top 10 at least. Of yeah. Games. I think Randy's was one of my favorite ones though, that and evolution, but yeah, those are in no specific order, but yeah.
All right, so mine real quick, and then let's wrap it up because we're at an hour and a half, and we're not even talking about wrestling. All right, so uh, Real American, of course. Uh, Sexy Boy, of course. Goldust. I love Goldust theme. Um, Zack Ryder. Love that theme song. And number five, Jesus. NWO. I got to put that on mine. Uh, Yeah, I think NWO has got to be five, dude. NWO and DX. I mean, I forgot to mention those, oh, you know. Dude, King of Kings. I didn't tough. even get it in there. <laughs> like, anyways, yeah. you guys know. We, <laughs> we Just tried think to, of what music we like. We and then tried to talk wrestling. Like. Yeah, Stone Cold, we tried. You know, Bret Hart. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Solo theme song. Yeah. The, the one in the early to mid-90s, not the uh, Nugget one. It was good, but it Enough. wasn't. Is enough, and it's time for a change. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, there you have it, man. I hope everybody enjoyed the uh, music episode. I, I hope everybody like shares this with all their music friends. Like, yeah, you'll I mean, be like, "Hey, listen, time. here's a here's a wrestling podcast talking about nothing but music for an hour and a half." I had a fun time with it, man. Talking yeah. about wrestling. We have good time. And... Have a beautiful time. <laughs> all right. Plugs and let's go home because I'm on 10% battery. All right. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. As I said earlier, is your one-stop shop for Heels and Quads wrestling podcast merchandise. So make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads, support the show, and buy all five of our t-shirt designs. Call our ElbowBrand.com and Zubas.com, both of those websites. You can use the coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout. And at Call and Brand, save 10% and Zubas save 15%. And, of course, the main event, HeroesHideoutNY.com. That's where you're going to go to get all your WWE Mattel action figures, Elite Basics, Battle Packs, etc., Funko Pops, NECA, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and, of course, the meet and greets. And they have a ton of them. The Bullet Club, The Bucks, Hangman, Marty Skrull, all there Sunday, August 26th, the weekend before All In and StarCast. To meet all four, VIP ticket is 168 bucks. Also coming up this summer, Raven, The Million Dollar Man, Psycho Sid, Terry Runnels. And then, as I mentioned earlier, get uh, with Steve at HeroesHideoutNY.com. Try to, I think there's an email on there, I'm sure, to get a hold of him. But get a hold of him, see if he'll let you send in some stuff for the Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and Gold Dust. If you got any of those items you want autographed. I'm sure he'll let you send them in, send them back after it's done, because it is a private signing. But anyways, for all your action figure needs, go to HeroesHideoutNY.com. Use coupon code QUADS, and that's one word, QUADS, not in all caps, almost said in all caps, to save yeah. 10% off your order. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. this was fun. Well, We're we, going to do – we'll do more like this in the yeah, future, not yeah, all the time. No, but, no, we'll know. do – we'll break it up. Like, now we'll do, like, every 25 or even 50, you know, just uh, just to – Test some waters. Change it up a bit. Yeah. See, yeah. you know, see. This is our be... electronic phase. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That way you guys can see the other stuff that we like. Because we're not just one trick ponies. We like other things. And we know we're a wrestling podcast. But, you know, like everybody, sometimes we just need a little bit of a breather. And That's obviously right. next week, like I said earlier, and like we'd mentioned before, we won't have any new episodes next week. But hopefully everybody has a good 
Fourth of July and barbecue and gimmick safe. responsibly. Be safe. Yeah. Don't blow your thumbs off shooting off Roman candles. Don't burn your ass hair like I tend to do every Fourth of July shooting Roman candles off <laughs> through my butt because the kids think it's hilarious, but it's after not very a case. safe. Yeah, after a case of gimmicks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just I mean, have fun. Catch up on the podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. Like we said before, it doesn't have to be a five star review. We appreciate five stars, but I want you to be honest, and I'm sure Levi does too. Yeah, so, absolutely. If we like, we say all the time: if we suck, tell us. Tell us what we're doing wrong. If you don't like this episode, tell us you don't like it. Like, yeah. I mean, if enough people say we hate it, over people say they love it, we won't do this again. We won't reach out and branch out into other things if you guys don't want us to. But you have to voice your opinions. All right, so make sure to follow the show at Heels and Quads on Twitter and at Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me on Twitter at Levi D. Zindel. And me. Instagram at Levi Zinfandel. And me at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. And as you guys know, I don't use my personal Instagram, but it's at, at, <laughs> at Tommy Walter Live. And yeah, of course, we're on Facebook. and then make sure you guys are telling your friends and tell your enemies make sure one more time prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heels and quads starting monday at noon central time i believe it is it's 20 percent off coupon code america because america yeah When it comes crashing, crashing down, down and, and it hurts inside. inside. All right. All right. You all you real Americans. And have, a, have a fun 4th of July yeah. and we'll talk to you afterwards. Yeah. America, baby. Bye. America. Bye.
Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.